Welcome to the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast. We create one-on-one custom fitness solutions to achieve your goals without wasting time or compromise. We build and rebuild committed people so you can get out of pain, get strong, and get back to living the life you want to. We don't waste time. So let's get on with the show. Hey, hello, and welcome to the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast. My name is Justin McClintock. Today, we are going to talk in-person training versus online training, and then break apart kind of the two big areas that happen there, the in-person group fitness versus one-on-one personal training, and online, the uh, large group template program versus a custom one-on-one program delivered online. So in-person, online, kind of two areas for each. Let's get into it. In-person group fitness. So we're talking a lot of boutique gyms fall in here. We're talking spin. We're talking Orange Theory. We're talking CrossFit. We're talking F45. We're talking Barry's Boot Camp. All of these are group fitness. You show up. There's a large group of people. Everyone is doing the same workout. There's a workout designed. It's either written on a board, delivered via computer screen. The trainer just came up with it. Whatever it is. But the intent is that everyone in the room is going to do this workout. I understand there might be some modification or scaling, but the intent is that everyone is doing the same workout. Lots of pros to group fitness. First of all, for in-person work, it's relatively inexpensive. Depending on what class you go to, I know there are very expensive in-person classes, but for what you're getting, for an in-person experience with typically some kind of fitness professional leading it, it's fairly accessible financially. It also tends to be fun. It is entertaining on purpose. It is supposed to be entertaining. You're supposed to be having a good time. It's fun. A lot of places lead with this. They lead with the vibe and the fun and people smiling and high-fiving and that aspect of it. Tied into that, on the back of that, with this high-fives, there is a social aspect to it. People can meet people there. People can hang out with their friends there. You can bring your friends. It's something you can all do together. It tends to be a relatively accessible thing. Some are certainly more accessible than others, but it's social. You can either meet people if you're looking to meet people. You can hang out with people other than the folks that you work with all day and or your family, and you can take your friends there. Another aspect, which was brought to me recently and I think is important and really useful, uh, is it's possible to hide. Now, what do I mean by this? There are people who are very uncomfortable being singled out for any number of reasons, and most of them are extremely reasonable. But there are people who do not want to go to a class and have a coach talk to them for four minutes while everyone else watches a coach talk to them for four minutes. In a class of 30, with the music bumping and everyone moving, it's pretty unlikely you're going to get called out and everyone's going to get quiet, right? The coach might give you a pointer or two, but you can kind of disappear into the crowd. And if you just want to show up, have fun, move a little bit and, you know, disappear into the crowd for a moment, you can. And I think that's still that's definitely an advantage. This is still in the pro category. A lot of times these group fitness uh, classes have kind of a competition or gamification aspect to it. In some way, you are keeping score. Often you are like the class is keeping score. You can see how other people are doing or at the end of class, you can see how other people did and you are at least competing against yourself. Maybe you're competing against everyone else. And for a significant portion of the population, 
that is also fun. That keeps them going. Lots of ex-athletes show up to classes like this. This is definitely where CrossFit started with, you know, former athletes and or former uh, first responders, military folks, people who want that kind of competition gamification built in. Really important and great. Last big advantage that I see to group fitness is that it's easy to share. It's easy to talk about. Generally, uh, especially with these bigger brands with your Orange Theory and your CrossFit and your F45, people know about it. So when you talk about it, when you say that you went to this spin class or this you know, freewheel or you went to Row House or you went to Orange Theory, people know what you're talking about and it's easy to tell them about it and share that you're doing and maybe uh, bring your friends along. You know, include people in that. What are the cons to in-person group classes? Well, the biggest one is that it's very generalized, right? The workout isn't written for you. It is not built around your wants or needs or goals. It is certainly not built around your uh, physiological assessment by, by any needs. So a lot of it probably isn't exactly what you need. It might be fun. It might be a, you know, a fine workout. It might be a great workout, but it's unlikely to be exactly the thing you need to move you toward what you say your goals are, right? It is not taking your needs and wants into account in particular. So generally, your results are going to come a lot more slowly here. Because if you have really specific goals and a general program, the general program is unlikely to fulfill these specific goals. So progress is just going to be a lot slower than it would be otherwise. Uh, another con, you know, we said a pro is that it's easy for people to hide. I would say a con to the group classes is that you, there's a very low coaching ratio, meaning that the amount of coaching you get during a class is pretty low. If you have a class of 20, let's say it's an hour-long class, then we already know that if the coach is being equitable, and everyone is getting some one-on-one time, then you'd be lucky to get three minutes of coaching time during that one-hour class, right? 20 people, three minutes, that's 60 minutes. We all know that's now how it works because the coach spends a fair amount of time talking to the group as a whole. So now we're probably down to maybe 90 seconds of individual coaching time for a group class. Maybe you don't need coaching, and certainly you may not need coaching all the time, which is a great uh, someone like that is probably a great fit for something like an individual design small group class, which is sort of a different category. I'm not going to talk about that here. But everyone who has taken a bunch of group classes, myself included, has at least had a moment or two when they were doing something and they were like, man, I really wish my coach was watching me. I feel like like this is okay, but I feel like I could be doing something better. And coach is spending a lot of time with that new person or that person that is their friend, or for whatever reason, this other person has their attention, and I want some attention. I show up here, I'm trying really hard, and I feel like there's something I don't understand. I wish this fitness professional was paying attention to me. So I think in that way, your low coaching ratio is definitely a con. In person, one-on-one in person, uh, also known as personal training. What are the pros? Accountability, huge here. You schedule with a person, a person is waiting for you to show up. This doesn't happen with the group, right? Maybe your friends expect you to show up. Maybe even you sign up. There's lots of places where you sign up, and if you don't cancel within 48 hours, you end up paying for it. So there's some accountability built in there. But with a personal trainer, you have a single person who's waiting for you to show up at a certain time to do your work. Accountability tends to be much higher with personal training. 
It's also specific, ideally. Like in its best form, it should be incredibly specific and targeted at you. Certainly if you work with Feel Strong, you go through an assessment. We talk about your needs, wants, goals, training history, injuries, pain, all of that stuff. And your program is exactly built to you. On that same aspect, one of the best things about personal training is that it's infinitely adjustable. If you show up and you're like, I don't feel good. Something's going on with my knee and my energy is just really low. I feel like I got beat up at work today. Well, if the workout written is a really heavy leg day finishing with a hard sprint on the fan bike, it sounds like that might not be appropriate for you today. So a good in-person trainer will change the workout. Oh, it sounds like a lot is going on. We have something pain-wise going on. Let's take a moment, figure out what, what's going on. What does it feel like? When does it hurt? Why does it hurt? When did this start? How long has this been going on for? Build all of that and create a new program on a somewhat regular basis. I would say at least 5% of the time with in-person clients, we end up throwing out some or all of the planned workout because circumstances change. Their sleep isn't good. They're having some pain. Something else happened. Maybe they took a group class the day before they hadn't been planning on, or they're going to go to a group class the next day that they are planning on. Say, hey, I'm doing this, and uh, I just looked at the workout, and they're doing like 200 wall balls tomorrow. I'm not sure we should do our big squatting day. 100%. Because your one-on-one in-person program should be custom, should be built to you, and should be able to adjust for your life. So if I'm the trainer in that circumstance, we are absolutely changing the program on that day. As I think becomes apparent, super high coaching ratio, right? It's you and one person, and they should be paying attention to you. They shouldn't be staring at their phone. They shouldn't be off drinking their coffee. They shouldn't be joking with their friends as they walk by. They should be focused on you. Coaches, listen up. You should be focused on the person in front of you. They paid for your time. Pay attention. Really important. So super high coaching ratio. Feedback with that coaching ratio. You're getting coached all the time. You're not necessarily getting a cue every 30 seconds. Most people don't need that, but you are getting coached on a very regular basis. Ideally, most sets, maybe a couple reps per set, you're getting really specific cues. And we will all the time slightly change movements to make sure that we get toward the results we want, to make sure those cues really uh, sink in and work, as opposed to a big group coaching scenario where you know, I might call across the room, hey, put that dumbbell all the way overhead because someone isn't actually reaching full shoulder flexion, but I might not be able to get all the way across the room. I'm probably not going to turn the music off and stop the whole workout to figure out why their shoulder flexion isn't perfect in that moment. That's the nature of a group class. It is something we can do with in-person coaching. Also, this is something that gets overlooked sometimes. One-on-one in-person training can potentially be more interesting. Now, what do I mean by this? By interesting, I mean with one-on-one coaching, there is a lot of room to incorporate new pieces of equipment, new protocols, new ideas that often don't fit within a group protocol, either because there isn't that many pieces of equipment, right? If I think that actually the right thing for someone's shoulder stability is they should be doing some rubber band bamboo bar kettlebell presses. Yes, I have a bamboo bar. I only have the one. I don't have 20 bamboo bars. I don't even have, you know, 10 that would let me run a group class with it. So I will never introduce a bamboo bar into a group class format, me personally. 
Maybe there's a gym out there that has a bunch of bamboo bars. However, it is something I use sometimes when I think it's appropriate with in-person clients. Ditto with, we had a client somewhat recently who was training for a Spartan race, right? Not that custom. Lots of people do Spartan races. Lots of people use group fitness to train for Spartan races and races like that. But this person had some pretty specific goals, things they weren't able to do that they knew were going to come up in the race. And they were kind of tired of not being able to do it. They said, hey, I want to do this for a while. I've been exercising. You know, I can do a lot of these movements, but there's some things that just seem to escape me. I feel like we don't work on it enough in class or we're just not doing the things that I need to get better at it in class. Let's take some time and really work on these things. Let's get more than one pull up in a row. Let's like really nail how to climb a rope. Let's figure out the best way to get this heavy sandbag on my shoulder where I don't have to be scared about hurting my back. So there's a opening to be more interesting with in-person one-on-one than I think is often appreciated. Cons of one-on-one. What's bad about it? It's expensive. It's expensive. It's usually the most expensive service that a gym offers is one-on-one in-person fitness. And there's a really good reason. It is potentially lonely, right? It's just you. It's you and your coach. And if you don't like your coach, you may not have any fun at all. On top of that, like the other aspect, like sort of the third con is that you're really relying on the coach's expertise here in a way that with group classes and group class coaches, uh, please don't tweet me on this. I'm not interested, but group class coaches, it's much easier for mediocre coaches to do a good job in a group class than for mediocre coaches to do a good job one-on-one. Group classes are also a a place where coaches can hide behind music and fun and jokes and being entertaining and things like that and not necessarily being a good coach. Now, if you're an in-person coach, this doesn't just mean you need to be a technical genius. You also have to be social and kind and listen and hear what people say and make eye contact and actually pay attention to the person in front of you and occasionally make some jokes. They need to be having a good time. They don't necessarily need to be entertained, but they need to be having a good time. If you just stare at them while they do some reps and make some notes in your notebook and then say, okay, next set, then that client's probably not going to hang out very long because they also don't really believe you're listening or paying attention to them. You can't be a weird robot, but you also don't need to be a DJ. There's a middle ground on that in-person work And the expertise of the coach really will be relied on in any good in-person one-on-one program. Let's talk online training. So there's two general aspects, general kinds of online fitness, template or custom. By template, I mean any big program. Just like with group fitness, there's a workout written for a bunch of people. With template work, there's a template written for a bunch of people. Now, lots of coaches or companies who deliver online fitness have multiple templates that they sell, right? It's very normal for a company coach to start out with their single template. And then because people ask, they will start breaking off. And now you have their fitness template and their performance template and their endurance template and their postpartum template and their recovery template. Sure, great. There may be lots of them. It's still a template program. It's still written for as many people as they can get to pay for it to complete this program. The good ones have multiple versions. So a version you can do with 
basically access to an awesome gym, a version you can do with kind of a home gym, maybe a couple of dumbbells, a box and jump rope, and a version you can do only body weight. Uh, I suggest finding versions like that, even if you have access to an awesome gym, because life gets weird and it's really cool to have a version you can do when you're at home. These templates tend to be pretty accessible. They're written for lots of people. They're written so most people can find a way in. Most people will find a level and a version that they can complete this at, and they're able to move forward. Uh, there's often a pretty good social push behind this, meaning that the coach or company have a big online presence. They're easy to find. They look fun. They're very eye-catching, and you can find you know lots of people sharing stuff about it. Also, uh, you can leave anytime because it's pretty cheap. A lot of most of these things are sort of under 50 bucks a month. A lot of them are under 30 bucks a month. So it's not much out of pocket to get an exercise program. And most of them are month to month. The better ones require longer commitments. Something to look for if this is something that really interests you. But most of them are month to month. Come and leave as you please. No harm, no foul. They plan on a lot of people churning and turning over. That's just part of the deal. Cons to this low to zero accountability, right? It is very unlikely that anyone is waiting for you to do this workout. Uh, a number of these programs have developed pretty good online social presences and like online communities. Sometimes within that, you know, the, within the X company Facebook group, there may be people who post when they did the workout. And if someone falls off for a couple of days, their friends might message them. But that tends to be community driven if it happens at all, and rarely comes from the company. Again, there are companies who do a little bit better job of outreach, but it's relatively low. Uh, of course, these programs can't be specific to your equipment, to your schedule, to anything like that. As I mentioned, a number of them have sort of slightly different versions. Certainly post-COVID, a lot of these programs who were based in big gyms or functional fitness spaces or whatever developed kind of dumbbell versions and bodyweight-only versions but it is not specific to your space. It's not specific to your equipment. It's not specific to your schedule. It's unlikely to be able to adjust for those things. So if you're working out in a basement, you can't actually put your arms over your head. A lot of these programs aren't really going to work for you in a way that, you know, a program that takes that into account would be able to work for you. Ditto, uh, your needs and wants aren't taken into account. Certainly your training history and injury history isn't taken into account here. So just because, you know, a million people can complete this program safely and get something like results doesn't mean it's going to be safe and the right answer for you. It might be. It might be fine. Again, a lot of these programs are written to be relatively accessible, but it may not be written for you. So buyer beware. Think about that. And of course, finally, there's essentially no coaching. Occasionally, people will have, again, in like the community building social aspect, you know, the occasional form check or things like that. But it's very rare that there's any kind of actual coaching, actual feedback for a specific person for specific days of work, things like that. Let's contrast this with custom online programming. So again, online, you get the program delivered to you, you do it. We are not talking about uh, like Zoom classes, right? Zoom classes, I would put that, you know, basically one-on-one -on -one in-person coaching even though it's through a screen, even though you're not in the same room, and there's certainly advantages to being in the same room versus being on Zoom, uh, angles and just that human touch and things like that. But I would count Zoom classes as basically more in-person. We're talking purely online. So you get the workout sent to you, you complete the workout, then your coach sees what you did later on, 
gives you feedback, analyzes video, stuff like that. Con, I mean pros, it can be super specific, right? It's only written for you. It better be super specific. It should be written around your gear, your equipment availability, your schedule, um, exactly your goals, exactly your wants, exactly your needs, exactly your injury history, all of that stuff. Really important. It should be right there. Also, super high accountability, right? Maybe you miss a day or two and you get away with that. But generally, after the third day, uh, if I haven't been given a heads up that something else is going on, I will be poking around and saying, hey, what's going on? You, you missed two days and we never miss two days. What's up? Uh, so accountability is there. Typically, you can message your coach with any questions. It's easy to make changes. It's easy to pivot. Very normal. That will be, you know, partway through a week and someone will send me a message. Hey, uh, my company's sending me, sending me away on a trip. I know we had this whole week planned, but I guess I'm going to a hotel gym. Is it possible to change my program so it fits a hotel gym for the next five days? Of course it is. I'll work on it later this afternoon. It'll be waiting for you in the morning. Very normal, happens all the time. Super adjustable, exactly built for you. High accountability. Now, what are the cons? There's a pretty low social aspect to this stuff. Generally, it's less fun or it's less easy to share that you did your program when it's not a lot of other people sharing it, right? If you are with company X, you're like, oh, I did the company X perform workout today. And in your tribe, in your community, your friends, there's other people doing this stuff. They can chime in and say, oh, I did it too. What was the hardest part? What was the best part? I did this. Did it with like these Facebook groups, stuff like that. With one-on-one coaching, it's relatively unlikely you have that kind of stuff because your programs are going to be so specific to you. Another aspect of this is sometimes the workouts are less fun because they're more specific. And this is something that doesn't get talked about, I think, enough in group coaching classes and group template programs. And that when the workout is different every single day, when you're doing you know, kind of different movements on such a regular basis, it's very hard to get better at any of them. If you want to build specific strength, if you want to work on injury or chronic pain, if you want to work on better mobility, work on better flexibility, actually get like specifically stronger in specific ways, you need to spend time on that. If you want pull-ups, we probably need to be doing things around your pull-ups at least one or two days a week and have it be really specific and have it be progressive. So week one, we're going to do 10 reps and week two, we're going to do 12 reps and week three, we're going to do 15 reps and we're going to build and build and build. Watching the same thing come up over and over again is less fun on a template program. So they tend to be a little more quote unquote random. Really, they're varied. I know they're not random, but they also tend not to be progressive. A good program is going to be progressive for most people, which also makes it less quote unquote random. So in that way, it can be a little less fun. And of course, another con to custom one-on-one programming like any one-on-one program is that it's going to be more expensive. So there are pros and cons to all of it. And there are very good reasons to do any one of these four in-person group, in-person personal training, online template work, online custom one-on-one programming. Now, feel strong, of course, everything we do is custom one-on-one, whether it's online or in-person, but we have a lot of experience with both online group, uh, online template, and in-person group training, and there are big advantages to both. So one isn't wrong and one isn't right. There are better and worse things about each one, For most people, being more specific is always going to be better. If you can be more specific, your results will come faster. That makes things feel better. 
that is a lot less wasting time and a lot less compromise. And as we say, we strongly prefer not compromising and not wasting your time. So take that into account. I hope this is useful. I'm excited to hear what people have to say about their experiences, both in person with group programs, in-person personal training, and online with templates and custom one-on-one programming. My name is Justin McClintock. Feel strong. Thank you so much for listening to the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast. Please subscribe if you haven't already. Leave us a five-star rating if you have the time. That makes a big difference. DM us on Instagram at feelstrongfit. Any questions, if you just want to pick our brain. If you'd like more info, the website is feelstrong.me. We value effectiveness, individualization, and empathy. If you want to see what it's like to have an expert in the field, really listen and hear what you need to build you the perfect program to get you where you want to go, today is the perfect time to get started. We look forward to hearing from you. Thank you very much.